Good morning, everybody. This is Neil Smith with you uh, for another podcast episode of The Secrets of Building Successful Businesses. Uh, James is still out. Not sure how long he'll be gone from us, but I did want to start off like, oh man, I love these podcasts. I love being able to talk about what I learned. I think I made a mistake over the last weekend, though, learning too much at the point where there's so much I want to talk about. It might just become this melange of the melange of this mix of information. So bear with me today as we start breaking down more stuff that uh, that we that I learned about from Jim Collins in Good to Great, as well as a few other books and a few other things I was I was studying over the weekend. Um, but to dive in, <laughs> funny enough, I don't know if you guys remember, I was talking about a story when I was about maybe 22 years old. I, I was living next to a guy who was wildly successful in my eyes. He helped launch a very large company and had launched many, many, many books that were just essentially globally recognized. And he'd done really well for himself. And he knocked on my door one day saying, hey, come over while my, me and my family are out of town and shovel our walk. And I was like, you know what? And he's like, here's a hundred bucks. I was like, no, no, no. Keep your hundred bucks. When you get back, can I just borrow like an hour of your time and pick your brain? Because uh, I had an idea for a business that I want to share with him and a way of building it. Anywho, needless to say, the guy was awesome. When he got back, I went over, we sat down for an hour and he talked to me about my idea. And he's like, hey, it's like, I'm not going to talk about the idea. He thought it was a good one, but I would definitely need to work it out some more. But what he did start talking about was trying to get people to help you and getting the right people to help you. And I was like, well, can't you get interns? Or like, don't you hire interns? And I remember him looking at me and be like, Neil, you know, heaven bless you. But interns are one of the hardest people that you should work with. Because I guess in other ways, like only hire an intern if you actually intend to actually hire them as an employee. And I asked him why. He's like, because interns cause more harm than good. It's the one time that you actually consciously sign up to do things twice because you'll always have to correct what the intern does. And it wastes more time because you have to let them fail first before you can correct it. Um, he wasn't necessarily knocking on the internship idea, but he was saying, make sure that you only bring on interns if you plan to hire them after the internship. Otherwise, you just lose money and time. But if you hire them, you end up getting someone that's really satisfied and someone that you know, someone that came on expecting to grow into a position. Fast forward six, seven years, I actually was actually I was working at a company where I had a handful of interns underneath me working. Um, and I was getting, you know, maybe a few every a few extra every you know four months about, it seemed like. <laughs> and there was one time I'd gotten like four interns at once, right? And I was like, okay, we have a lot. We have you know, four new interns, guys. Let's make sure you guys are set and working. And the caliber of these interns, you guys, was night and day. And when I say night and day, I'm going to share some stories. So please don't think me being a negative person right now. But I just remember like walking or hearing these stories and walking out of these meetings with some of these individuals being like, what? The what? Like just so blown away that this is the solution or their understanding or why they or how they would do something. And I had one intern, uh, 
he was brilliant. In fact, I would dare say he was he was significantly smarter than me. And I was like, why are you, dude, you shouldn't be interning here. You're going to have your own, you'll have your own thing in no time. The guy was a genius and he was great to work with. Uh, I didn't have to come up to him and tell him about the problems we're having in order for him to start uh, solving some problems or working on a new solution. He would, he was the guy that would come in and be like, Hey, you know, this is what we're running into. These are the problems we're having. This is what I think we should do for a solution. And it should take me X amount of time. Can I do it? He was one of a kind, like you, you loved him. And funny enough, he, he was only with us for about six months. He moved on and actually started his own successful venture firm, which was really cool. Maybe we'll have him on this podcast one of these times. And I juxtapose him with another individual that I had that refused to take responsibility. Uh, uh, this girl, while, while a sweetheart, while a very kind-hearted person, was oblivious to a lot of the things and a lot of the know-how that you need to have just in doing a normal job. I remember one day we had a, we put her in charge of a very small task. We had a big, big meeting coming up. It was about 70 individuals were coming and we were doing a breakfast and a lunch with them, kind of like a, a half day retreat. And she was in charge of making sure that the, the check-in list was alphabetized. And yes, she had Excel, she had a computer, you know, all those things. And that was her one task. And came and we were trying to get people checked in and, you know, hopefully within like 15 to 30 minutes of everyone getting there so that we could start on time. She, she never alphabetized the list because she didn't know what we meant or didn't understand that it was possible in the Excel spreadsheet that we'd given, that we'd given her uh, through just clicking a couple things. And granted, this is a, a almost a fault of mine where I should have shouldn't have assumed as much that like you know you know you're you're in fourth year in your college you know how to use the basics of Excel or I could have done a better job on making sure I was clearer and saying hey this needs to be done this is what I'm expecting this is the date and time it needs to be done at um, I felt like I was clear enough on it but I obviously didn't do my part in making sure that uh, she she had everything she needed to succeed. But ultimately, what comes down to is I didn't have the time to kind of babysit her as much as I needed to in order to make sure that she was successful. Uh, with the four internships, interns coming like underneath me at this point, I was trying to like spread out my time while still getting my job done. Uh, my hands are a little bit more full than I was expecting. But ultimately, I'll share more about this, this person at another time. And, and I think in tomorrow's podcast that I want to talk about, we're we had to just let her go. Ultimately, as an intern, it was really weird um, firing an intern where they just, they kept, they caused so much more damage than any good that they ever did, which really brings me to what I was going to talk about. This was a long introduction, but, you know, James and I say people, not project. Uh, Jim Collins says, first who, then what? And the principle here we want to talk about is, and Jim portrays it this way, make sure you have the right people on the bus before you go on the field trip, before you take off to do whatever it is you do. 
Because if you have the wrong people, going back to what my neighbor had said, it ends up being significantly more costly. And it's not just in the money aspect. It, it costs in patience. It costs in actual your human resources, the people that want to work with you. It costs in your image. All these different things uh, end up taking damage if you have the wrong people on board. I remember my, my, one of my first jobs, like full-time jobs, I was 16. And full-time, I was working maybe only 30, 32 hours a week at the time. But we had a guy that was working that, and a customer came, uh, called in. And the guy I was working with full-on just chewed out the customer that called in. Just chewed him out and actually threatened the guy's life on the phone. So much so that they ended up calling corporate and within like a day it dragged down and our manager was like, hey, so, you know, I can't remember the guy's name. We'll call him Raphael. Like, Raphael, did you, did you threaten this guy's life? Did you do all these things? And he's like, what? No. And they're like, Neil, did he? I was like, uh, I hate being put in this situation. I wish I didn't have to be this person. But yeah, that, that, that conversation happened. And he was cut. But it wasn't until after all this damage had been done and some bad publicity was out there about the company now, about the type of people that work for this company, which really makes me bring up the next part of after you have the right people on the bus, you know, you have the first, you have the who, now you want to make sure that they, that they're in the right place. Cause you could have an amazing manager that's not managing, or you could have just your amazing, like, fix it guy that knows how to work with people and make sure they're happy. But he's, he's actually not working here. She, they're not working with the people they're They're stuck in doing paperwork or behind a computer. You have to make sure that those people are in the right place. And when I say right place, again, they can be in multiple things. Just make sure that you do let them kind of understand that this is where you think they're going to be best and get their buy-in on it. Or before you decide where they go, get their buy-in on where they would like to be and simultaneously put them where they'll be most effective while giving them opportunity to grow in that world. I don't know if any of you have ever heard of the Peter Principle. It was uh, taken from a book written, I think, in the 1960s, which essentially means you, you, you grow in your company to the point where you're inadequate, Okay. We want to avoid that inadequacy. We don't want to hire people and just slowly let them take the next position above them because they didn't suck, right? That's not the approach. This is you want to put them in places that they're great and give them opportunity to grow in that area where they'll have even a greater influence where they're already talented. So always give them those opportunities to grow and challenge themselves. Like if you don't do that, you're going to lose a lot of talent because they're going to be stagnant. They're going to feel stale. Uh, for the most part, there are a few of us that we're just so happy where we're at. We just don't move. But that's, that's kind of the exception. But what, with this, making sure you have the first who, then the what, and then making sure they're in the right place. This is to avoid the pain or the future pains that you will fail with the wrong people. All right. Tomorrow, we're going to talk a little bit more about like your timeless principles as a company because that's kind of like almost like your, your North Star on the type of people that you bring on, on how they fit with your company. But for today, just think of my story with my neighbor and how I was like, man, 
the wrong people in this case, in his, the story you told me, it was like interns were bad, but I want to gloss over interns is to say the wrong people in the wrong positions will really hurt your goal and moving that bus in the direction you want to go. You know, first who, then what? In other words, it's people, not project. You guys, with that, take that today. I hope it's useful to you. In the meantime, freaking go kick some butt. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I love your support. And we'll get James back here soon enough. In the meantime, yeah, go kick butt. Have, kick butt. have a great day.